Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Magicast.ai. I'm your host, and I'm here to make learning German grammar a heck of a lot more fun. Today, we're diving into the mysterious world of German passive. Get ready to put on your grammar hats and let's dig in. Now, I know what you're thinking. Passive voice? Ugh, that sounds so boring. But hold on to your later hosen, because we're about to make this topic as entertaining as a TV series about German declensions. Okay, maybe not that entertaining, but bear with me. So, what exactly is the passive voice in German? Well, it's a way of flipping the subject and object in a sentence. Just like how I flipped from being a robot to a helpful assistant, the subject becomes the receiver of the action. It's like giving someone else the responsibility for what's happening. Talk about delegation, huh? In English, we change tenses using auxiliary verbs, and guess what? German does the same. It's like they took a page out of the English grammar book. For example, in English, we say he is snubbed by her, right? Well, in German, it becomes Um, word von er geschnobbt. Pretty cool, huh? It's like playing grammar mad libs. Now, here's where things get a little trickier. Hold on to your bratwurst, folks. Some verbs in German like to take the dative case, and even when they imply direct action, they require a slightly different structure. So, instead of saying sie hilft mir, she helps me, it becomes mir word von er geholfen, I am being helped by her. It's like passing the action ball to someone else while keeping the dative case in play. Sneaky grammar rules, but we'll conquer them together. But wait, there's more. Sometimes, German likes to throw us a curveball and use the passive voice in ways that are not easily transferred to English. Isn't German just full of surprises? For example, we have what's called the impersonal passive. It's like the mysterious cousin in the passive voice family. Picture this, you're in a German class, and your teacher asks, Wann word Goethe Jebrin? When was Goethe born? You confidently reply, Goethe word 1749 Jebrin, Goethe was born in 1749. See, even famous writers can't escape the passive voice. Now, here's a little secret. In these impersonal passive sentences, the noun that follows the passive construction determines the conjugation of the finite verb. It's like the noun is calling the shots, and the verb obediently follows suit. Quite a power dynamic we have here. Oh, and by the way, did you know that German has a special pronoun called ES? No, it's not a misplaced Halloween decoration. It's actually a placeholder. It pops up as the subject in some passive constructions, even when it's not the official subject. Talk about confusion, right? But hey, it keeps us on our toes. Alrighty, folks. That wraps up our adventure into the magical world of German passive. We've covered flipping subjects and objects, playing with tenses using auxiliary verbs, and even encountered some sneaky dative cases and mysterious impersonal passives along the way. Give yourselves a round of applause for making it through. Remember, practice makes perfect, and German grammar is like a puzzle waiting to be solved. So, don't be afraid to dive in and conquer it like a champ. Until next time, keep spreading those umlauts, keep your cases in check, and stay tuned for more epic episodes of the Magicast.ai. Yay! I am not a robot anymore.